Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me, getting toward the tail end of our position previews. This episode will take a look at the linebacker position group. If you missed our previous seven episodes, we've done quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, and the edge positions. So sticking with the same format, we'll, we'll both go over some of the the perceived strengths of the room. We'll talk about the the question marks surrounding the room. Some looking at weaknesses. Some are just curiosities. And then we'll each make a prediction for the position group. So Steve, linebacker position, I usually like to run over the depth chart just so uh, fans know who we're talking about or listeners know who we're talking about. Starters seems fairly clear cut. Junior Colson, Nikai Hill-Green, uh, Michael Barrett is probably that third linebacker in you know, three linebacker positions or, or situations where uh, maybe pass coverage is a little bit higher of a priority because that seems to be his biggest strength compared to the other two. Behind those three, though, and we'll talk about it in our question mark section, I'm sure, uh, big mystery. You know, there's, there's redshirt sophomore Kalel Mullings, who at one point this fall was alternating between running back and linebacker. There's Joey Velazquez, uh, Michigan baseball standout, has – been pretty good on special teams over the years, but has not made a huge impact on defense. Um, there's there's redshirt freshman Jaden Hood. Uh, then there's the true freshman Jimmy Rolder and Deuce Spurlock. So will be an interesting depth chart in the event of a injury or someone having to miss a game or something like that. But but at the top, I think it's a pretty physically strong group. And that's, that's my biggest strength for the linebacker room. I think this is a group that tackles Tackles really well. You know, I, 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 entering last season, I wasn't sure what it was going to look like because Junior Colson, great athlete, very physically gifted, but I don't know if anyone knew that he was going to be as good of a tackler as he was last season. Out of the 238, you know, power five linebackers that played enough snaps, Junior Colson was 30th. So in basically 90th percentile in lowest missed tackle rate. So he was, he was very good. Michael Barrett was top 50, and Nakai Hill-Green was was pretty darn good until he had some struggles toward the end of the season. I, I really like the group. I mean, Colson, most tackles by a true freshman on Michigan's defense in the last 10 seasons. And not just most. He beat the next highest total, which was James Ross in 2012, or 2013, I believe. Uh, he beat the next total by 25. So for him to get 60, 61 tackles, when he didn't even necessarily start the whole season, you know that to me is someone who, who isn't just good when he's in position to make a play. He's someone who's good at putting himself in position to make a play. Nikai Hill Green, I think he's still growing in that regard, but but really good wingspan, really good size for how well he moves. Doesn't miss a lot of tackles once he's in position. And then and then Michael Barrett is is fascinating because I think most would say he's undersized as a linebacker. I don't I don't know that his athleticism is is you know, jumping off the page more than other linebackers either. But I don't – he didn't strike me as someone who made a ton of glaring mistakes last season. You know, I think he is someone kind of like Colson. Even if he's not in perfect position for a play, he can get there. So I really like the tackling of the group. We'll talk about the question marks in a moment. This is probably probably the position group with more question marks than than the other ones we talk about. But, Steve, for now, what is your biggest strength – of this linebacker room. I think it's gotta be the upside of Colson, right? What you just mentioned, some 
pretty eye-opening stats, uh, particularly the the tackling rate. Very impressive for a guy with his athleticism too, right? Because like you said, he's he's not just a, he's putting himself in position when he maybe when he's even out of position. Uh, those are the type of skill sets that are going to become more and more refined uh, as he gains more seniority, just as in the program knows the defense, more, just getting more comfortable with the college game. Uh, you know, freshman All-American. I know we had him as an all freshman All-American 24-7 sports. Uh, can't ask for much more than that. I, I just think he I I put I said I've said it since basically since this offseason began. I think he's the most important player on Michigan's roster this year because of what I assume we'll talk about with the question marks later, but also because he has immense upside. You know, you mentioned James Ross being the former freshman uh, tackling leader at the linebacker position. James Ross, very good linebacker. Uh, So is Josh Ross for that matter. But Colson, I think, gives you more of the Devin Bush, just the upside, obviously totally different, you know, Colson, a a bigger dude than Bush was, but uh, just that upside uh, potential as, as, you know, being coming, maybe becoming the star of the defense, honestly, got to think that's a possibility that he could take that role this season. So uh, that's where I think their strength is. They, they could be, uh, they could have one of the best linebackers in the big 10 this year. They really could. And and it's, it's striking to me how much of a consensus there is on the record that you have coaches, teammates, saying junior Colson is a future all American before he leaves Michigan. It's they don't say that about everybody. Teammates might tease it once in a while, but usually it's, it's either rumblings you hear from, from insiders or, you know, the occasional nice thing. Like this is, this is a, uh, a consensus that he will be an all big 10, all American type of linebacker before he leaves Michigan. And, and I think in some ways I almost feel like he was, ahead of schedule last season. I mean, he was a top 100 recruit. I think there was a lot of excitement about him. But ironically, I almost think the things that he was supposed to be best at, you know, pass coverage, uh, maybe the sideline to sideline type plays, that was maybe where he has the most room to improve. It seemed like he showed a lot more than expected as a tackler, as a run stopper. So, yeah, I I agree. Just just really genuinely high ceiling. And, And just for the record, he did top our countdown of the most important players on Michigan's team. So it's not just, it's not just your vote. That's, that was the fan vote. That was my vote. That was the whole panel uh, across the board. Junior Colson was number one. So certainly, certainly a, a feather in Michigan's cap. Biggest question mark, Steve, I think you and I have the first, the the same first question mark. So I'm going to let you take this one. Uh, biggest question mark about this linebacker room. I mean, it's just got to be the depth has to be right. Um, Kind of along those same lines, though, maybe a little more is is what position is Kalel Mullings going to play mostly this year, right? I mean, we're hearing good things about C.J. Stokes at running back. We know about Tavier Dunlap. Uh, they've mentioned Mullings playing both ways still. I just, like, I think we talked about before, maybe during the running back episode, I just, unless he's like a much, unless he's shown out much better at the running back position, I just don't understand how he wouldn't be focused mostly on linebacker at this point. Right. I mean, they they just, they need a fourth or fifth guy, uh, you know, in case, in case there is an injury. Right. I mean, we know injuries are a major part of the game. And uh, so I, I depth is the natural reaction. 
but to me, it's even the other kind of offshoot of that is, is what's, what is Mullings role going to be? Because I mean, just on paper, he seems like the most logical guy to be that fourth linebacker, unless one of your true freshmen, unless Rolder or Spurlock step up again, we've mentioned a few times, haven't really heard much about Jaden hood. They moved Tyler McLaurin to edge. You know, there's just not a long list of names. You know, that's one of the themes that we've been talking about throughout these episodes is there's like a good solid list and group of names at almost every position where you can say, okay, if, if something happens here, this will be the direction Michigan can go and they can probably feel comfortable about it. Linebacker. I don't think that's the case at all. So just going to have to see, uh, you know, if, if we find out now or, or maybe early on in the season, who's going to emerge as like that fourth and those fourth and fifth names at the position. Yeah. And, and the thing is, some years when there are question marks entering fall camp, sometimes you get an answer. I think last season defensive line was a big question mark. But by this time, Mozzie Smith, Christopher Hinton, and even David Ajabo had, had elevated themselves to the point where Michigan, at least internally, felt very confident in the group. Linebacker, I have not gotten that same kind of vibe from fall camp. I, I think that, again, they really like the top three they like Barrett enough that, you know, they're, they're kind of, I think there are situations where he could be a starter or play starter level snaps. But beyond that, it is a complete wild card. Cause I was, I was having a discussion with some people on our board, you know, what would, what would Michigan's second team, how would it do against its, its current schedule? And I, I kind of think it's eight, nine, maybe even 10 wins, depending on, you know, the offense and everything. But at linebacker, it is a complete wild card. Feel confident in the backups along the defensive front feel pretty confident confident enough in the backups in the secondary but at linebacker it is a it's a total wild card and then the other question mark just to add something else is I think pass coverage quietly was a was a big weakness for Michigan's linebacker room last season we talked about Nakai Hill Green 50 tackles Junior Colson 61 tackles but but they were they struggled in pass coverage uh they they were bottom percentile you know among power five linebackers and pass coverage they allowed 26 completions on 42 attempts for 375 yards and two touchdowns with just three pass breakups I mean if if Michigan's quarterbacks threw like that against anybody it'd be considered a very good game so and that's only picking on linebackers that's not even taking the deep shots down the field so I think it's it's uh, it felt mostly like awareness I don't know that it was necessarily a foot speed issue I mean at linebacker, sometimes you're just going to get caught in a mismatch, and, and that happens. But it did feel like like the ball tracking and the route, you know, sticking with a guy on on a longer route seemed like the bigger issues. And I I think it's going to be a bigger problem this season unless Michigan's linebackers step up because there's going to be less of a pass rush. And I think you, know, you saw Iowa kind of picked on Michigan's linebackers. Georgia did the same thing. You know, they were trying to get these linebackers on their main guys in coverage. And when they, when they had that matchup, they were attacking. And so I think it's something that, that Michigan's going to, maybe not the first month of the season, but the second month of the season, they're going to have to show that they're better than they were last season, or else that's, that's going to be every offense's game plan against the Wolverines is trying to exploit this. And then one thing that can help, I think Barrett was actually quietly good in coverage, which makes sense. He's a former Viper. He's, he's a little bit quicker has more of the safety traits 
but that that's one area where I think Michigan can, or that's one player who can really step up for them. And then you mentioned the depth and this might not have time for this whole discussion today, but like with the, the breadth of safeties that they have and guys who are over 200 over 210, I mean, RJ Moten even is 221. Do they start putting some of those guys in the box and just acknowledge like, Hey, might not be a true linebacker, but, but we can't get burned in coverage. We can't, we can't throw a guy out there who's not who's not ready to help us in a in a pressure situation. So that's again, I, I haven't heard of that happening yet. But when the mind wanders, when I read enough of where I put together these previews of of all these different position groups, I you know part of me wonders if Michigan goes with more of a traditional Sam linebacker or goes with a little bit more of a I mean, maybe they even throw a Viper in there uh, just to just to make sure that they're making the best use, getting the best eleven guys on the field. You know, because that's that's the end goal. Every position, there's a little bit of flexibility and versatility. So finding the best 11, um, not just against the run. I think this is going to be one of the better run defenses in the country this season, but also against the pass, uh, because I think that is that was a weakness last year. I don't think it made a difference in either Michigan's losses. But I do think this season, I think teams will be gearing up to try to pick on Michigan in that way. All right, predictions for the room. Steve, I'm going to let you let you go first. I don't know if we have the same one, but but what's a prediction you have for Michigan's linebacker room? This is a tough one. Um, not really a numbers type prediction necessarily, uh, but I'm going to go with I think Michigan fans will be very happy with the progression of both Nikai Hill-Green and Michael Barrett this season. Um, I like Michael Barrett. I've always liked Michael Barrett as a player. I know he's very, very well respected in the locker room. I know the coaching staff loves him. So um, fifth year guy, big, biggest opportunity he's had, I think, because I think this defense may fit him a little bit better than Don Brown's defense did uh, a couple of years ago when he kind of played the sort of the Viper Sam type spot. But I'm going to go – but I think Nikai Hill-Green, you know, we've talked a lot about Junior Colson, his upside, what he can provide. I think Nikai Hill-Green had a really good year last year for the most part too, and I believe Michigan thinks big things about him as well. So I think like, the thing is it really, to me, again, it just comes down to depth. I think Michigan's very satisfied with their top three at linebacker. I don't think they're concerned um, with the output or the production they're going to get at the top of the linebacker position, right? So if all three of these guys can stay fresh, stay healthy throughout the year, again, another benefit to having an easy four-game home stand to begin the schedule. Those guys should be able to stay healthy and fresh. It will allow them to maybe find those those other guys. So, But I think – I guess my prediction is I think that that fans are going to be very satisfied with the, the linebacker play at the, the top of the depth chart across the board. It's just a matter of, like I said, finding – uh, a couple other guys to step up as, as depth pieces. Yeah. And on that note, my prediction also not a statistical prediction, but, but just a, a hunch that I, I, I kind of think might be true. I think Jimmy Rolder ends the season as Michigan's number four linebacker. You were asking who the number four is right now. It's probably Kalel Mullings, but without, without a lot of clarity on what his role is going to be, or if he's going to play enough linebacker, I, I think there's a real possibility that it's someone else. And when I look at the rest of the group, the only you know, Spurlock I feel like we've heard more 
about him than I expected to this fall camp. I kind of had him penciled in as a as a year two guy, but you know, Rolder really stands out the most to me as as a future star. If you're asking me about the reserve linebackers, we've talked about his recruitment. I think I think it was earlier this month even we talked about you know this was someone Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Florida, LSU. I mean, they all bat all those schools produce NFL linebackers. They all badly wanted this guy who who kind of came out of nowhere, you know, maybe similar a little bit to like a Ronnie Bell where he was focused on the other sport. He was an Illinois baseball commit. Um, then suddenly has this great senior year and and then, you know, Michigan locks in. I mean, this was their for, for a couple weeks there before he committed, he was their number one defensive target and he's got good size six, two, I want to say 228 pounds, uh, ran a six, nine, two 60 yard dash. That's a, that's a baseball time. It's the equivalent to like a four six, so it's not like he's Devin Bush, but he's also not slow either. Um, you know, and the physicality was there. Pretty new to the linebacker position, which is if if that gives you pause on what he can do as a true freshman, that's totally fair. But I almost look at it the other way, where I'm like, this is a guy who has size, speed, you know, really smart, really good student, and I think he's got some untapped potential. I think a year. Of of I know he was a late enrollee, so it's not a full year, but I think uh you know fall camp, I think those first few games, maybe getting getting his feet wet. Uh this is someone I don't know that he's Michigan's number four linebacker right now, but I think by the time we get to the bowl practices, this is someone that maybe kind of like Colson. I guess Colson, due to his injury he sustained in fall camp, you know, he wasn't necessarily the guy right away, but by the end of the season it was like, oh no, this guy's got next. And so I think I, I expect, I suspect a similar sort of ascension throughout the season because I do think I I'm pretty sold on him. This is someone who, you know, not just, not just the schools that was after him, but also the quality of play as a senior really essentially, you know, with the, with the pandemic, it's so fascinating because it's like, there's so many guys in college, they've only really played one full season at their position or, you know, they only played one or two, one and a half full seasons of football. Uh, you know, Rolder, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, he was not a linebacker in the first half of his high school career. And so the linebacker's fairly new to him. So there's there's ground to make up in that sense, but hard to deny, especially this is a commentary both on Michigan's linebacker room as an, as a pretty thin group and also on Rolder and what he can bring. I think that he ends the season as Michigan's number four linebacker. I'm excited to see if, yeah, if either or both of Rolder and, and Spurlock come in and make a dent right away. I, I, I mean, I know you've been high on Jimmy Rolder. Basically, I know you're not, you're not a recruiting guy, but I think even during his recruitment, uh, you had a lot of good things. It's like, so like when I'm the conductor of the Chris Jenkins hype train, I will give you full credit for being the the Jimmy Rolder guy if he uh, uh, ends up, <laughs> you know, becoming a guy for Michigan. So uh, otherwise, no, not really. I mean, it, it's it's about as straightforward a position as there is just because there are there are only so many names to discuss right now. Uh, it's really about right. can, can, the, can the established guys take the next step and who's going to step up below them because we don't really know of anybody below them that has stepped up yet. So uh, going to be very fascinating uh, to see how it plays out. All right, with that, that will do it for this linebacker preview. For Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. Be sure to visit the MichiganInsider.com, Michigan.247sports.com 
for all of our previews. I, I've done all the position previews. They're pretty in-depth. And then we have a bunch of other things that we're looking at, whether it's most important players, the key stats heading into the season. Game-by-game uh, game predictions are coming later this week, so be sure to check all of that out. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast. We'll see you next time for the Defensive Backs episode.